You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today. Karen, we wrap a week of central bank decisions with the latest coming overnight from the Bank of Japan. The BOJ held interest rates, its 10-year yield target, and forward guidance unchanged. BOJ Governor Kazuo Ueda says the central bank will consider a policy shift if the bank's inflation goal comes into sight. We are not yet in a situation where we can see sustained and stable inflation of 2% accompanied by wage increases. So we will patiently continue with monetary easing under the current framework. After that, if we are in a position to achieve the goal, we will consider scrapping YCC and modifying the negative interest rate. BOJ Governor Kazuo Ueda spoke through an interpreter at a news conference in Tokyo. U.S. futures rose after the decision while the yen weakened. And checking the yen right now, it is at 148.30 against the dollar. Well, back in the U.S., Nathan, 10-year yields rose above 4.5% for the first time since 2007. It comes after the Federal Reserve signaled this week it intends to keep rates higher for longer. Fed Chair Jay Powell says a soft landing for the U.S. economy is still possible, but former Treasury Secretary Larry Summers is not so optimistic. It's possible that we will have the proverbial soft landing, but I think the risks that inflation will be worse than what they say are very real. And Larry Summers made those comments on the latest episode of Bloomberg's Wall Street Week. You can hear the full conversation tonight at 6 p.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg Radio and Television or stream it live on Bloomberg.com. In the U.K., Karen, we got a pause in rate hikes from the Bank of England after 14 straight increases. Chancellor of the Exchequer Jeremy Hunt spoke to Bloomberg after the decision, saying he hopes it marks an end to rate hikes. I hope it is. Um, But obviously, I have to leave it to the experts in the Bank of England to make the final decision. But I think both in the UK and the US, what you can see is that if you take corrective action and if you stay the course, you can get inflation down. And uh, in both our countries, it's definitely peaked. UK Chancellor of the Exchequer Jeremy Hunt also discussed having dialogue with China about artificial intelligence. You can get the full conversation on the Bloomberg Talks podcast. Download that wherever you get your podcasts. Well, labor disputes in the U.S. also in focus this morning. Nathan, as the auto workers strike in Detroit could ramp up today. And Bloomberg's Ed Corey joins us from Detroit with the details. 
Nearly 13,000 UAW members have been on strike at General Motors pickup plant in Missouri, parts of a Ford plant in Michigan, and a Stellantis Jeep plant in Ohio since last Friday. The union has said the walkout could spread to new facilities as soon as today if no progress is made. The work stoppage could increase disruptions to an industry that makes up about 3% of the nation's gross domestic product. In Detroit, Ed Corey, Bloomberg Radio. Okay, Ed, thank you. Meanwhile, the U.S. economy could soon feel the impact of a government shutdown. Negotiations are at a standstill. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy sent lawmakers home for the weekend after his latest funding proposal got blocked. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter joins us with that. McCarthy's efforts to get a government funding bill have blown up as he got ambushed by two ultra-conservatives, Eli Crane and once loyal supporter Marjorie Taylor Greene. I've been very clear about take the Ukraine money out of the defense bill and put it in a separate funding bill so that members like me can vote no. And others can vote yes if they want. McCarthy says, still time. I know it's not pretty, but this country's too great to quit on. Nine days with three off now, and the Senate also would need to do something. I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Radio. All right, Ed, thank you. Well, taking a look at company news now, Microsoft got a huge boost in its attempt to clear its final global regulatory hurdle to acquire Activision Blizzard. And Bloomberg's John Tucker joins us with that story. John, good morning. Yeah, Karen, competition authorities in the UK signal it's game on. It's a pretty stunning turnaround for a deal that was once thought dead after running up against concerns from the antitrust regulators. So why the change of heart? Microsoft restructured the $69 billion deal. They'll sell some gaming rights to a French publisher, Ubisoft Entertainment. So that's apparently satisfied everybody. There's going to be enough competition in cloud gaming going forward. By acquiring Activision Blizzard, the maker of Call of Duty and Candy Crush, Microsoft can now boost its lagging mobile games business. In New York, I'm John Tucker, Bloomberg Daybreak. Okay, John, thanks. Staying in the tech space, Apple's iPhone 15 and new watches go on sale today. It's a test of whether a new design can lift the smartphone market out of a slump. And we have another note on Apple as well. It's set to issue smaller raises to its retail employees. Sources say the tech giant will disclose average annual raises of about 4% this week. That's a return to pre-pandemic levels. Well, meanwhile, overseas, Nathan, Chinese tech giant Huawei is getting a boost in smartphone sales from its new chip. Testing from Bloomberg News and Tech Insights found the Kirin 9000S processor, which powers Huawei's Mate 60 smartphone series, supports 5G wireless speeds. The Mate 60 phones are Huawei's first 5G devices since U.S. sanctions derailed the company's consumer business three years ago. And S&P futures are little changed this morning, well, up a tenth of a percent now, up about four points. Dow futures little change. And NASDAQ futures up three-tenths of a percent or 43 points. And straight ahead, we have more global headlines plus a check of sports. And this is Bloomberg. And here now with those global headlines and look at what's happening in New York as well, we bring in Bloomberg's Michael Barr. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Nathan. A tragic bus crash in New York State has left at least two people dead and others in critical condition. The bus carrying students to a band camp went off the road near the Orange County town of Wawianda, possibly due to a faulty front tire. The bus skidded off the highway and landed on its side after tumbling 50 feet. New York Governor Kathy Hochul. Today was a day of terror for 44 passengers on a private coach line. A group of high school students, members of the Farmingdale Marching Band, 
en route to a camp in Pennsylvania. The crash happening nearly a half hour from their destination in the Poconos. Dozens of passengers, mostly students, were injured. Two adults on board were killed, including the band's director. The NYPD made another discovery at the Bronx daycare where a one-year-old boy died and three other toddlers were sickened. After it's believed they were exposed to fentanyl, investigators located a trap door in the floor of the apartment located in the play area where fentanyl and other drugs were seized. The owner of the daycare center and her cousin were arrested. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has delivered an upbeat message to U.S. lawmakers and President Joe Biden in a visit to Washington. Asking for more military aid, Zelensky briefed lawmakers on the state of the war and told them Ukrainians are winning. Zelensky is facing some Republicans who are now questioning the flow of American dollars for his troops in the fight against Russian forces. Zelensky also met with President Biden at the White House. I think... United States of America and Mr. President for the new defense package for Ukraine, a very powerful package. Thank you so much. It was Zelensky's second visit to Washington since Russia's invasion. 92-year-old Rupert Murdoch has announced he's stepping down as the head of Fox and News Corporation boards. No stranger to controversy, Fox recently settled a huge defamation lawsuit topping $787 million with Dominion Voting Systems after Fox News was accused of knowingly pushing false claims about voting machines in the 2020 election. Murdoch's son, Lachlan, will become the sole chair of News Corporation. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts over 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr, and this is Bloomberg, Nathan. All right, Michael, thank you. Of course, we bring you news throughout the day here on Bloomberg Radio. But now you can get the latest news on demand whenever you want it. Subscribe to Bloomberg News now to get the latest headlines at the click of a button. Get informed on your schedule. You can listen and subscribe to Bloomberg News now on the Bloomberg Business app, Bloomberg.com, Apple, Spotify, anywhere else you get your podcasts. Time now for the Bloomberg Sports Update with John Stashhammer. All right, Nathan, the Giants last night got a good look at a team that certainly looks capable of being a Super Bowl champion. The 49ers last season won their last 10 regular season games. They did fall in the NFC Championship game in Philadelphia. They played that game without a healthy quarterback who could throw a pass. That's their only loss in their last 16 games. They beat the Giants soundly in their home opener. 30 to 12. First downs were 26 to 10. Total yards were 441 to 150. Giants did score third quarter to get to within five, but no comeback like the one they had last Sunday at Arizona. They come home with a record of one and two. Their coach is Brian Dable. You got to take, um, you know, the good from it, and you got to learn from the bad, just like like every game. Uh, the guys competed. Um, you know, we competed all the way to the end. You know, they made they made more plays than we did. Um, so you go back and take a look at it and, you know, get get going on the next week. And that next game, not until a week from Monday, a home game with Seattle. This Sunday, Jets host the 0-2 Patriots. New England's won the last 14 meetings. A blow to the Dallas Cowboys cornerback, Trayvon Diggs, pro bowler in each of his two seasons, tore his ACL in practice. At the stadium, Garrett Cole looking very much like a Cy Young winner when eight innings allowed only two hits, no walks, nine strikeouts. Toronto rallied ninth inning, but the Yanks held on, beat the Blue Jays 5-3. to three. Jake Bowers got him going, a three-run homer in the first. They moved back, game over 500, now host Arizona. So having played a team in search of an American League wild card, they now face one 
Hits in the hunt in the NL. Mets lost in Philadelphia 5-4. Nick Castellanos, a homer for RBIs. The Minnesota Twins can clinch the AL Central tonight. Milwaukee's magic number, NL Central, is 3. John Stash Hour, Bloomberg Sports. All right, John, thanks. S&P futures up a tenth of a percent. Dow futures, little change. NASDAQ futures up three-tenths of one percent. From coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com, this is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. We are now eight days into the United Auto Workers strike against the big three Detroit automakers. And in just a few hours time, we could find out whether the picket lines expand beyond one plant each for Ford, General Motors and Stellantis. It is a work stoppage that has already severely disrupted the auto industry. Let's bring in Craig Trudell for the latest on where things stand. Now, Craig is the global car czar for Bloomberg News. So, Craig, where are we in the negotiations? So the big update uh, today will be at, at 10 a.m. local time in Detroit. That's when the UAW has said they'll, they'll hold a, a press conference uh, to uh, sort of announce their next moves. I think the, the sort of wide-held expectation is that this is a strike that will expand. They've talked about, uh, you know, by noon Friday, if they don't uh, have uh, substantial progress made in these negotiations, uh, that they will sort of uh, up the ante here. So I think, you know, what what we've heard uh, as, as – uh, uh, this you know strike is is uh, now you know a weekend is really that uh, the sort of bid and ask here uh, between the the union and and uh, the companies uh, remains uh, pretty vast and and uh, not a whole lot of uh, of budging on either side. So what are the biggest sticking points at this point? We've heard about wage hikes, obviously. We've heard about eliminating job tiers. Is there any movement on any of the particular pieces that the UAW is looking for? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, you know the the idea of, of uh, wage increases, uh, the idea of, of uh, tiers where you know if you're a newer worker, uh, you know for some time now you've you've been paid uh, less than than a worker right next to you who's who's uh, been you know with the companies longer. Uh, I think you know the, the union also wants to call back some of the concessions that they made, uh, say in in 2007 or or around uh, you know that period of you know when these when and these companies were really uh, struggling to survive. Really, uh, you know, the union agreed to take on retiree health care benefits. Uh, you know, uh, uh, retirement. Uh, you know, went went away for for workers. Uh, I think you know the the companies are particularly reluctant to go back down that road. Uh, but I also think you know this this comes down as well to you know job security. I think uh, you know Stellantis may uh, try to to close um, you know multiple plants in in North America. And the union obviously does not want to, to see that. I think the company is trying to sort of reassure uh, workers that while it may close some facilities, it'll be a matter of moving people around. But even that is, is disruptive to people's, uh, to people's lives. In the meantime, of course, we've had picket lines at one plant each for Ford, General Motors and Stellantis. What kind of impact has that had on the industry thus far and how much further could these walkouts expand? Are we thinking it's going to be another plant each for each of the big three or could it be even more than that? 
I think you know to this point, uh, obviously, you know, one plant for each company is is uh, you know something that that uh, the industry you know doesn't love, but you know can can deal with, uh, and it's something that that we're quite used to after the last couple of years. After all, uh, you know, quite a lot of disruptions to to this industry uh, with with the supply chain issues that that it's had, uh, the chip shortage. Obviously, it was it was for a while there. You know, every other day you heard about another plant going down as a result of the fact that they couldn't get uh, semiconductors. Uh, so, you know, we do have a situation where some of these uh, products are, are really, you know, hot and in and, and high demand. You think of, of, say, you know, the Ford Ranger or Ford Bronco. Those are, are you know, really tight supply. Uh, GM, the Chevy Colorado, uh, you know, they only have so much inventory of that. And so we will probably see, you know, some depletion of, of inventory uh, if, if this lasts longer at the, the plants uh, that have already, you know, where we already have seen walkouts. Uh, whether or not you know we potentially see you know another plant added at each company, I think is is definitely you know something that everybody's kind of on the edge of their seat for this afternoon in Detroit. I, I do think that the union wants to be strategic here and and sort of conserve uh, the strike fund that they have. Uh, they pay out five hundred dollars a week to every worker who's on strike. So. You know, there's a sort of give and take here. The more plants that you add uh, to to the strike, uh, the more you know, the, the less you have to work with in terms of uh, of that strike fund. So, you know, maybe we see uh, some temporary additions of, of plants and then some taking away of, of plants where workers have had to uh, cope with only you know bringing in $500 a week, uh, you know, uh, for as long as as they've been on strike and and kind of shifting around of of uh, the the sacrifice here. And of course, uh, I expect we'll get more answers, as you said, when uh, that news conference is expected. 10 a.m. Detroit time, that's 11 a.m. on Wall Street. So we're counting down to yet another deadline in the uh, auto workers' strike against the Detroit Three. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed at 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.